0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side, and both links to enderf.org and the book can be found on our website, neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. So today we're going to share the experience of Fatima from enderf.org. Fatima says my NDE was in December 1998. I was pregnant in my second month for my fourth child. I remember from a vacation in London. I didn't take care over my pregnancy as I was holding many bags in the airport. I remember that I felt a very strange movement in my womb when I held a heavy one, a heavy bag. I didn't pay attention to this feeling. After two days, I felt my hands and feet were very cold and I had a headache. Then I began to bleed. I spent long hours in the toilet and expected that the fetus could get out without the help of a doctor, but the bleeding did not stop. My husband tried to convince me to go to the hospital or to call my family or my sister, who works as a doctor. I refused. When my husband noticed that I began to lose consciousness and talk nonsense he called my family. They hurried to my home and took me to the hospital. I remember that my dress and the blanket that covered me became red. I remember also that the doctors were very surprised to see all the bleeding and hurried to prepare the operation room. I heard them talking to my sister and that the situation is very critical and my blood pressure was very low which threatened my life. They gave me anesthesia, and they began to ask me many questions to be sure that I lost consciousness to start the operation. I lost consciousness gradually. After that, I remember I saw the most beautiful garden I have ever seen. I saw my cousin who died five months ago in an abortion operation, and she was about the same age as me. I saw her swinging in a high swing. Her legs were In a running small river, the water of that river was very clear like crystal. As I could see her legs inside it, very clear. I saw red stones of the same size under the water. She was so happy. I tried to sit with her, but there was a fence. She asked me to jump this fence. I told her that I couldn't. I am fat and the people will look at me. She told me that the gate is there and I can go to it but she added that entering through that gate is very difficult. She insisted and begged me to again jump the fence. I tried more and more but I couldn't. I had a strong desire to enter that wonderful place when I felt desperate from jumping. I went to the gate that my cousin pointed to me It was a very big gate with a big, high, beautiful door with glittering golden handles like the big gates in the historical films, but more beautiful. There were two huge guards. They were holding spears. The spears were crossed. The legs of those guards were huge, like a building size. I was so small, running between their legs, trying to enter to be with my cousin. I heard the door open dragging across the ground with a high sound. I tried to enter, but they forbade me by putting their crossed spears in front of my face. I talked to one of them to let me enter. I remember that he had a long, white beard. His beard started directly below his eyes and reached his belly, and looked strange, but not scary. He told me that entering through this gate is very difficult. He described exactly what I needed to do. I replied to him, Okay, I will do all that. I will pray more and fast more and give more money to the poor. It seemed to me that he ordered me to do so, as I remembered his orders coming directly from him. I told him that I will come to you next year, and ran back. I returned back to him, And told him that I will bring my father with me to live, both of us, in this wonderful place. He told me, no, your father has no place here. As my father is a secular who doesn't believe in God, prophets, or the lasting life. I told him, no, I will bring him with me. I love him so much. He replied to me, no, your father cannot enter here at all. Go out from here. I told him, Okay, I will go out. Okay, I will go out. Then I opened my eyes and found myself in a bed in the hospital, and all my family were surrounding my bed and heard me saying, Okay, I will go out. Okay, I will go out. I closed my eyes again, and after many hours, I again, or I woke again with full consciousness. I told them all that I had seen in my near-death experience. They were laughing at me and thought this was some kind of hallucination or dream because of anesthesia medication. A few of them believed me, and what supported the skeptical ones is that I didn't die after one year of this accident, and as I pro- as I had promised those huge guards, sometimes I think this is a hallucination or a dream, as my family say, and they added that I was so sad and touched by death the death of my cousin many months before from her abortion. Even now I tremble when I remember the size of the guard's legs. I will never forget this experience. That's the end of Fatima's account. Very interesting, isn't it? And I am tempted in the initial reading of this to say that maybe some of this was a dream, but as we can find from... uh, many near-death experiences and many experiences with the other side that having something be a dream and be a near-death experience those two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive you can have near-death experience dreams that have elements that are from the other side and elements that are from a dream and uh, vice versa and maybe this is one of those cases or maybe they really what were these massive guards Uh, on the other side that were blocking her from entering or from crossing this barrier that is death. That idea of a barrier is so common that, you know, there being a gate with guards that won't let her past is not unheard of. I mean, it's not even, it's not even strange. Now, the thing that's strange is these massive guards you know, whose legs were the size of buildings and you know, beards that start at their eyes and go down. Now, is that so strange that it, it couldn't be real beings or people? No, certainly it could be uh, real people. We just, you know, I just have never heard of ones that big before, but hey, who knows? <laughs> anyway, very interesting experience. If you would like to contact the podcast, either to share your own experience, ask a question or share a comment, you can do so by emailing near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com You can find all our past episodes at near death experience and you can support the podcast by either purchasing the book Life in the Spirit World or by going to near death experience and clicking on support the podcast which will take you to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. And with that, thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much for listening.